two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Got my hair cut. Looking just, good. Just one? Looking good. Hold on, I got you a little low. Say say something again. I said I'm, I got my hair cut. Uh, Looking there good. you go. There you for go. Halloween. Getting ready for my costume. Yeah, are you actually doing something for Halloween? We 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 ain't doing crap. I I, I got to work, but I'm going to dress up for work. Let me guess, uh vampire. Uh no, actually. No. No, nope, um, a disgruntled bungee uh gamer. Uh Des- nope. Destiny hater. Uh nope. Oh, let me show you my my new coffee mug. Here's a here's a cool story about this. I looked this up 5 days ago. On my phone. I was like, I'm going to buy myself a, a mug. I didn't buy it. My wife goes, I have a surprise for you. And she, she, I opened the box. And I go, it's a Marvel mug. And she's like, how do you know? I go, I wanted a Marvel mug. And she goes, well, I got you this. I hope you like it. I go, that's the one I was going to buy. Uncanny. Me and my wife have this thing where we're like connected and uh, no one understands it. But she literally... Picked the mug that I wanted without knowing the mug that I wanted perfectly. I don't understand how it works, but it does. That's that's the way it works. All right. So those of you that don't know what Generation X Gaming is, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. We're here live on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube.com slash 13 Still Gaming. And it reminds me, I have to tweet about it because I did not, I did not tweet. I did not tweet out that we went live. So uh, let me let me share this real fast. Uh, wait, wait! Don't you're gonna ask what I'm, what I'm dressing up for Halloween? Yeah, go ahead. You could tell me. I was I did ask. I thought, I, thought we, were, we were we were guessing. You just stopped and you changed conversation. Well, that's like, that's how I work. My, my brain my brain is working all all over the place. Yeah, so I'm 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 dressing up as a Karen. Oh, nice, nice. How know, what, what's to, what's that? You gotta to, take a picture. I don't even know what that looks like. I'm gonna go to work as a Karen. Nice. I like yeah. it. There's a 50-50 shot they're going to ask me to go home. I can tell already. You should but just freak out on them like a Karen would. I'm going to. Yeah. That's, that's how it's going to work. That's great. All right, chat. I got, I got the bob wig all picked out. Oh, nice. Yeah. Chat, if you're, if, you're not listen, if, you're, if you're listening to this after the fact on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor.fm, it's probably weeks after because I always forget to upload it. But if you're listening to it, I do appreciate you very much uh, over on the audio formats. If you'd like to get, watch us live on YouTube.com slash 30 and still gaming Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, we also do a live stream on Twitch.tv slash 30 and still gaming. And you can watch all of this on 30 and still gaming live if you don't want to go to any of those sites. All right. So on today's show, we got a packed. We, got a, we always have a packed show, Sarge. We always have something major to talk about. It's like the universe knows they, and they're like, you know what? This will be good for Generation X Gaming. So we have to cut them down. People submit stories all the time, and we look through 24 stories, and we can only talk 
I mean, we get a lot done. Most most podcasts, when we talk about like three topics, four topics, maybe six, we talk a lot of 10, 15 sometimes, right? So on today's show, I'm going to talk about my grind a little bit in, in Marvel Avengers. We're going to talk about Destiny's 12, a lot to talk about in the Destiny 12. We're going to talk about the vid doc and my disagreements, what they do at Bungie as a PvE player. We're going to talk about Xbox streaming stick potentially happening. We're going to be talking about Phil Spencer, uh, talking about what uh, exclusivities and stuff like that for, for Xbox. We're going to talk about the cyberpunk delay. And there, I, to me, it's uh, bigger than people are making it. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about Ginchy Impact. We're going to talk about how it's changing the landscape of gaming as we know it. Uh, we're going to talk about No Man's Sky. Done it again. They just keep giving us updates with that damn game. And I say damn game because it's just amazing that they keep giving us stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about Halo. Somebody else left Halo. Another high up in the Halo uh, game has left. And we're going to talk about Anthem 2.0 all on today's show. So buckle up, grab a cup of coffee, grab some snacks, uh, and get ready. All right. So the first topic I want to talk about on episode 240 is Marvel Avengers. Okay. I want to talk about two things, Sarge. One, I've been trying to go for an exotic for the last three days. Now, I still don't know if I got the exotic, okay, because I don't know if it was the end of last week because today was reset at 1 o'clock, and I we beat the board one minute after reset. And the first time you complete the Rift mission, you have better chances of getting an exotic, okay? It took me 41 chances, okay, with Iron Man to get an exotic drop. And I'm not complaining about that, okay? I'm not complaining about that. But I just don't know if I got it from last week or if it's the first one of this week, okay? Now, people come in and they ask me, 41 times, do you think the drop rate is bad? Do you think um, do you, do you you think this is broke? Do you think they need to adjust it? Do you think they need to bring in a rolling, like a re-roll system in? And my, my answer to all of that is no. One, I don't think the exotic rolls are broke. Now, see, I chose to go for an exotic. I chose to go for the exotic, and I didn't get it in 41 chances. I just think I chalk it up as bad RNG. Okay. Now, other people are like, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. That's a broke mechanic that you get it 41 times. I wasn't going for a legendary. I wasn't going for a five star. I was literally going for an exotic weapon drop for Iron Man, right? I don't care which one it was. I just, I wanted an exotic drop. And I know you could farm it in this thing. Some people get two, some people get three throughout the week. Some people got five. I did 41 times with Iron Man, and I only got one. Now, I personally don't think the RNG is broke there. What I do think is broken in the game is there needs to be intentionality of challenge. Challenge one, challenge two, challenge three, challenge four. And that the stats of the exotics that drop in those challenges should equate to your time that you spent there, right? So, for instance, if I played challenge four, and it took me 40 minutes to do each mission, and I had to do that 41 times... Okay, that's 280 minutes. Okay. All grinding. All right. grinding. But my stats should be high-end stats, like 55 to 60, you know, above 60 or whatever. If I did it on we challenge know, one... We, we, all, we all know the loot, the loot variables of this game are a little iffy right now. Right. Okay. So I actually enjoyed myself playing with, the, playing with people in chat. They were with me 40 times as well, right? Trying to get their exotics as well. And what I like about that is that as I'm playing the game... The game is the grind. The 
the grind is the game. The loot is the system. I got five-star legendaries all day uh, through my 41s, through the chests, through drops, through rewards. I got five stars. So the loot in this game, to me, is good drops. Like, you get five-star legendaries. But you're not getting exotics handed out to you, which is fine because it's exotic. You're supposed to. Right. The, the, not the, in, the, in the end game, going for legendaries is you trying to min-max. Going for an exotic is the proverbial carrot. You're not supposed to get it. Right. It's supposed to be something you're constantly chasing. And then if you do happen to get it, a exotic always is supposed to be some type of end cap piece that now makes you either change the bill that you have because you're trying to base it around this piece of gear. Right. Right. And now people are saying, well, you know what will save this game? If they if if you could just re-roll. If you could just re-roll stats and then change that. But no. If you do that, first of all, if you do a re-roll in your game, it's a band-aid because your system is broke. Okay? Hence why Division put it. The reason I like it in Division is because Division, when they put, or I should say Division 2, when Division 2 put their re-roll system, the respec system into the game, is because their actual grind system was broke. And they're like, well, how do we fix this? Band-Aid. Let's do a respec system, right? So they entered, they entered that into the game, and that makes it actually good. What I like about Division 2 is it respects your time now. It didn't respect your time before, because you were you were going for gear, and there was a there was um, uh, intentionality. You knew like, okay, I need a shotgun. I know where to go get the shotgun. And while I'm getting that shotgun, I could get an exotic shotgun, or I can get a legendary shotgun. I could get a high end shotgun. And then if I miss the perk, I could then take my time and respec it and put it into that spot, right? But that was broke in the beginning, and they had to implement the reroll system to fix it. And right now, Marvel Avengers is not in the same situation. You can get drops. You're getting legendary drops all the time. You get legendary drops. Exotics, I believe, are dropping exactly how they're supposed to drop. Some people get it. Maddie and Chad said he did three runs today and finally got his 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 exotic for the rift. Okay? So he got basically his guarantee for the week. And now you can grind it over and over and over to maybe get an extra exotic. You can do the Mega Hive. And you get two exotics. So technically, if you're a person that only plays one character in Marvel Avengers, each week you're guaranteed three exotics. Now people throw in the, the wrench of, well, I got my exotic, but I didn't like the role. Welcome to looters, right? That's the whole point. The carrot in front of you now is, I got this gear. Now I'm looking for a better piece of gear. That's mid-maxing. That's, that's trying to get what you want to get, right? I find it weird that everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, it's a very generic statement, but a lot of people don't like the system in Destiny. They don't like the system in Division, but yet they're trying to turn this game into Division and into Destiny. And if you like those systems so much, why aren't you playing those games? Do you see what I'm saying? If you they got all the gear, they, they all got the exactly the people, are, the, the, the people who are complaining about it are the ones that hardcore grind. And if you hardcore grind long enough, you're going to get all the gear and you stop playing. That's how right. It works. So my point is everyone wants the gear to drop better. They want exotics like instantaneously. And my question to you is if you get your exotic drop, then what? Then what? 
You got your gear. Then what? What are you going to do then? You're going to well, complain. Well, I, there's no I, content. I, I'm asking you. Yes, I'm asking okay. you. It's, uh, this is, th th we need to have a show just on this point right here. And I want to have a point. I want to do, I won't say like a round table thing, but I want to have people who've been playing uh, MMOs and looter shooters. I want people experienced in this, in this genre. And I want to get into a room together. And I will, we were going to explain this, right? Initially, gameplay has to be solid and fun and repeatable or re repeatable excuse me repeatable right that's initial that's the initial way you grab somebody but for this type of games of service for this type of extended storytelling looter shooter you must have layers of the onion there has to be multiple layers now when i say multiple layers i don't mean complicated i don't mean you're gonna you're gonna ostracize the casuals you're gonna fuck up the pvp players that's not what i'm saying layers of an onion means complexities in the game that are found out by you actually playing the game for instance the reason why you want legendaries is to be able to do your hives better faster right you don't get you don't go down as much if you don't go down as much your chances of rewards go up because your stars are counted to how well you've done the mission right the end cap the end part the end part of the game the end cap of the game is an exotic piece right if i spec out to use your build as an example if i spec out as pim build iron man i'm all pimmed out okay i'm wrecking face okay three weeks after i master the pim build Right? I don't want to change. Pim is a fucking right. the shit. You're, you're... Right? Three weeks in, Iron Man gets an exotic drop. The exotic drop specifically does gamma and some other defense that's good for synergy. And you think to yourself, okay, I got this piece of gear. Am I going to treat it like a piece of crap? I got it. It took me three weeks to get it. No. Now I'm going to go back into the grind right. and I'm going to find gear to match yes. this yes. and build around this. And that becomes the time crunch for this piece of gear. Right. Right. And yep. while this is going on, other content is supposed to be coming out that does certain things on the levels. Like you need a pin build to win or you need gamma to win. Right. For and the so content that that's coming out. Right. And so when that content comes out, you have something to strive for. You get to go back into the pool and you get to grind again. And then you come out and you see what you have. That's what's missing from all of these games. All of them. They have it basic. The basic model is there. They do not go the full nine yards when I it comes to... It, 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 they just don't look look at all I, the games I think, look, look at them all i think i think marvels is pretty close though it really is close because they are adding stuff that drop in certain pieces that help you with that event that you can run that event faster and if you can run that event faster then you can also maybe potentially get a better exotic or yes the second time around or a legendary as, or whatever you're running for but as a complex player right if i have the build over here that i'm doing right now like what i'm trying to min max right now I'm doing this. And then when I find that gear, it's not because I find that gear, that exotic piece that all of a sudden all my attention is on that gear now. Right. And I forget about this one. The way the game is supposed to be, it's supposed to be like a little juggling act. Like I'm riding this. And then when I find some pieces, I min max that one. 
right. and I keep writing with this one. And then when a piece of content comes out that's every so many months, yeah. that's what changes this build. Right. And I say, well, I can't use this right now. I got to use this. Now when I'm using this, I'm still working on that exotic min-max build over here. That's the layers of the that's, onion. That's what Marvel's that's doing, what though. That's, do. that's what I'm saying. Marvel is doing that little by little. Like, there's pieces that drop in the game that can help you with a thing that's not even in the game yet. The Secret Labs, there's perks that drop on gear that help you with a content that's not even out yet. This that's is right. what I'm Should talking make about. Should you ask a question, right? right? Should make you ask a question, right? right? Why? I've never seen a piece of gear like right. this before. Right. Why is that? Should I be? Should I be destroying this gear? Right. And no. pe and people I'm go, well, it's garbage because and they and they get rid of it. But meanwhile, if they just kept it, that piece of gear would help them with the new content. And that's what I like about Marvel's Avengers. But people don't really see that. They don't look at it very well. They're like, ah, three-star, uh, and, and, and they delete it, right? Right, because they've been trained that it has to yes. be the best at what it is as soon as I get it, and that's it. You're not looking at the the synergy builds. You're not looking at what that might do for a boss, what that might do for a, a, a level design. If you have this one, what happens if you get swarmed? And if you didn't have a build that does the staggering, that stops them from attacking, that it makes it much harder to win. And so somebody has to have a stagger build in order to just crowd control a little bit. Like, just level design is important, too. It's not just about throwing guys onto a board and just kill a bunch of stuff, right? That's the beginning of it. Gameplay, yes. Systems are in place, yes. But the layers of the onion have to dictate that if I walk in with a badass build that I think is a badass build and I go to some level and that level is just, that it just owns you. It owns you. It's mm. like, oh, my, well, this, this is not working at all. So now I have to look for something else. Once again, jumping back in the pool and grinding out, trying to find what works for that level. Now, in my world, right, I will use, let's pick any of the games we can use as an example, okay? Let's just say Division for this example, right? A specific build works really well for crowd control. Now you're playing that level, but once you find all the really cool pieces of gear for that particular level, it unlocks another level that's that same level, but you right. enter it a different way. And now inside that level, if you don't have this gear you set, would, you would struggle. You you would struggle. You could do it, that's what, but you, you would struggle. That's what needs to be had. Now, right. all along, the carrot has to be there. So the reason for this would be, I go for this. I, there's exotic gear in here that I want. And then once you put together the exotic gear set, then I have to go someplace else with that exotic full set and go kill some badass boss right. with badass mechanics, with a badass system. That's right. It should take you. Listen, I'm not saying it has to be a full-blown MMO, but it should take someone who plays every day, every day now, it should take a couple months to get a full set of exotics. I agree. Full set. That, yeah. And by the way, full set that matches and synergizes right not just i'm slapping on exotics so for a casual person you play 10 hours a week five hours a week yeah you're gonna get exotic gear yeah you're gonna fight some bosses but you're not in the game like some of the rest of us want to be and that's the whole game here because the devs and the publishers want you in game hours they want eyeballs mm -hmm. on the screen. The business model is the longer they play, the cooler shit that we have, someone might buy something. We know how this works. It's not a surprise. So with our ideas and that kind of game loop and that kind of synergizing with gear and questing, 
you keep people in longer. <clears throat> Real quick, uh, Charles McDonald, I, I, you're giant, right? That's you're giant. I feel. I think you're giant. I don't think it needs. I don't think it needs to tell you the players. It doesn't need to see. This is one thing I hate about video games that they have to hold your hand to tell you something. The 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 perk on the on the on the thing says, "Hey, uh, uh, the lost or um, um, what, what's the la what's the thing called that's coming out? The secret labs, the secret labs. It says secret labs. Uh, you do twenty three point four damage on the secret labs, right? And you look around the board. If you read, and then you and I'm not directing this towards you. I'm just saying in general, a, a player, right? If you read that and it says secret labs, then you start looking around the board going, I don't have secret labs on my thing, right? One, you would either keep it and go, well, maybe it's something down the line that hasn't unlocked yet. Two, you would delete it and then find out when the, when the secret lab comes out and go, oh man, I deleted that piece. And boom, you just learned. Two, you either deleted it and learned that I needed that piece and now you're trying to find that piece again. Or one, you have that piece and go, ah, that's what it's for, okay? And that goes back to my two rules of looters, okay? It doesn't matter if it's a hack and slash. doesn't matter if it's a shooter. If you respect the player's time and you have intentionality, the intentionality would be if this said content that came out, like let's say the Rifts, let's say the Rifts, which they do, they drop Cosmic, okay? And they drop Synergy, uh, uh, Terran uh, Surge on those pieces. That comes out and you're like, oh, this helps me with this gear. If the Secret Labs thing comes out and it's not out in the game yet, you would keep that and go, I'm going to keep that to the side just to keep it. And if you don't want to keep it, you learn your lesson and go, okay, well, now I have to go do this board to potentially get the Secret Lab perks again on this weapon. That's intentionality. The intentionality part is, let me go back. I deleted one by accident. Now I'm going to go back and find another one and know where to pick that up. And that's the intentionality part, right? If they can, if they can make intentionality and they can respect the player's time, which is both the same because if there's intentionality you are respecting the player's time and if there's intentionality then you know where to go get that set piece of gear which is time related okay and if it doesn't drop the first time that's fine if it doesn't drop the second time that's fine but you know that if i play that particular thing it will drop within some sort of time limit to do it now you could do that challenge one through four to make it easier or harder for you that drops better gear or you do like Sarge was saying, you get this set gear in, let's say, stage one, and then you go to stage two, and stuff that drops in here helps you with stage two to make it go easier for here to grind set stage three, right, of, of gear. I don't think it needs to be told, hey, player, you can do this, and this gear's for this. Playing the game is learning the process, and the people that are just the fly-by-night people that just come play the campaign, play the game, and move on, They'll never know. But the hardcore people, by doing, you learn what the game is. Warframe does that. Warframe does it. And the hardcore people love it. And the fly-by-night people don't. Because they don't know it's there because they're not putting the time in. It's not for them. It's for the hardcore. Yeah, but once again, there, there's so many different variables here in play because of the fact that you have a larger pool of people with a larger age bracket. People game longer. They want different things. What I wanted when I was 20 is different than what I wanted when yes. I was 40. Yep. Right? This is how it goes. However, a developer who makes a game, okay, when they were developing a game 
in the past, they were developing a game for children. They were developing a game for children. And so they made a game, right? They didn't go, hey, let's check the demographics. Let's make sure we're not pissing off men, women, lesbians, right. and the, the LGBT community. They didn't go through this entire list. They just made a game, right? Now there's all these other subcategories we have to worry about, like, is it good for kids? Is it good for men? Is it good for black men? Is it good for women? Is it good for SJW? Like, these, these are not questions you can answer. I decided to make a game. We make a game. Some people are going to like it. Some people are not. That's how games work. And because of the age bracket range that has gotten tremendous over the last 10 years, okay, it's not high school, college, and then go to fucking work and raise a kid. It's high school, college, still playing, Marriage, divorce, marriage, divorce, girlfriend and baby, divorce and marriage. <laughs> and we're still playing video games here, guys. Okay, so the bases are covered. I'm still playing video games. Why? I fucking love video games. Okay? I cannot get enough of the craziness that comes out on a goddamn piece of software. Right. Okay? That's why I still play it. So with developers making a game, you have to ask yourself, when I look at the game, I look at it as, is it better than the last thing I played that's in this genre. Is the la is this game coming out right now better than the last game I played that's in right. the same has genre? It, has it, has now, it evolved, yeah. Now, some of you might not be old enough to have that kind of list because games come out every five and 10 years now. So the last MMO you played probably was WoW. And before WoW, uh, I'm gonna name a couple, no one knows the fuck I'm talking about, but you guys will know, right? Ultima Online, okay. EverQuest. Evercrack. All right, Fantasy Star, the original. I mean, let's be honest. There are certain games that you attach yourselves to. That's why we're playing the goddamn game. But if I look at a game and I say, well, they're doing a good job. I see what they're trying to do, but they're not executing it properly because I'm not 22. I've played these games before. So what I say to myself is different than what you're going to say, which is that's fucking amazing. I want to buy that game. Right. My answer is, I've played that game before. It doesn't beat the last one I have, so I really don't need to look at it. But I don't then get to go on Reddit and say it's the biggest piece of shit of all time. Well, you do. And you can. And have a battle over it. Like, because of the age differences now, everyone has a lot of... There's a lot of conflict going on between games because the people who call a game crap we know it's crap because we played it already. Not because I'm trying to call your game a piece of crap. It's just because it is, right. okay, to me. And once again, guys, I did not, I did not raise the stakes of the games. I did oh, not do well, that. Well we'll, well, well, we'll get more into that. All right, please. We're we're <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go to the next topic, which is Destiny. Okay. Now, did you watch the video doc, Sarge? Did you watch I the watched vid the vid doc, but that twab was mighty long. Yeah, well, well, a, well, lot of, a lot, of, a lot of information there that I'm just kind of like, no, I'm not surprised about half of it. Well, we'll we'll get to it. This is gonna play in the background while it's playing in the background. I'll put it on on loop. It's 15 minutes long, but we'll, it'll 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 probably loop through twice, right? Because we talk about Destiny a lot. My biggest gripe with Destiny is that I know now that they're not they're not marketing it towards me. And I, I don't mean me right. personally. I mean, they're not marketing it to the players that have been playing their game for six years. Because if they were, okay, one, they wouldn't have showed us The Stranger. Okay. They wouldn't have shown us 
Aldrin. Okay, two things that would have been like a oh my god moment for people that have been putting time in this game for the last six years. Now, I complained about this when they did this with Cade. When literally in the promotion material, they said, hey, Cade 6 is die, is dead. And you're like, what the? Like, why didn't you let me figure that out while I played the actual game, right? Can you, can you imagine if, and I put this analogy out there, could you imagine watching Empire Strikes Back trailer and in the trailer, Darth Vader says, I'm your father. And Luke goes, nah! and you're like, that would be the equivalent. You're that like, would be the equivalent. what the fuck? Do you just told me something that should have been watched in the movie? Right. But you just ruined it for me. And they did it with Cade. They've done it again with, with twice in this season alone. They did it with the stranger and they've done it again now with Aldrin. Okay. I knew the stranger was coming back and it would have been a, what the fuck moment if I'm playing the game going, I knew it, I knew it. Now it's just like, it's the stranger, right? I know Olgen's coming back. I know he's going to point that gun that he did back in 2013 in the trailer on the Cosmodrome. I know he is. It's going to happen. He might have a different outfit on, but it's going to happen. Not, they're not wasting a cutscene. Okay. They're not waste. They're not wasting a cutscene in the year of COVID. They are not wasting a cutscene. <laughs> they, they, they were like this. Where's that clip? We put it on the floor. Let's let's put that back in the clip, right? Yeah, that's coming. That's coming back, man. Come they, on. They they're gonna do it, okay? But they showed Aldrin, and I was like, oh, come on, guys. As a PVE player, I just want something that's an oh shit moment, and it's not a new boss that you're gonna show me, okay? I'll be like, yeah, it's pretty cool. I think that's cool that they put a new boss in, but don't tell me the goddamn story. Don't show me key characters in the thing. I'm just waiting for them to tell me that Zavala's dead and everyone else is dead in the promotional material because they don't leave anything to the imagination. The only reason they showed The Stranger is to pull at the heartstrings of people that have been playing the game since the year one, right? Because she didn't have time to tell you what she didn't have time to tell you before. And Luke Smith in this in this vid doc says she has plenty of time and she has and she has plenty of stuff to tell you, okay? Because they know that you were invested in this character and you want to know the end of the story, right? Because they'd never finish a story. They're just constantly... I guarantee you these, these pyramid ships right now will not end this year. And they will not end next year. They'll get pushed back to the final one in 2022, okay? Because it's the lead-up. 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 Uh, and, 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 let me, and, and then they move on. Okay, but it's but Destiny's not the only one that does this. See, I, I am a firm believer that this whole pushing back and the date situation is just completely out of hand. Okay, when a game was done, the game is done. They tell you about it, and then they have a date because they know the game is done. This constant saying that the game's going to come out, they push a date, they push a date, and then they cancel or they push it back. Now, I'm not mad at them. Right, stuff happens, right? But the gaming industry is not run by the consumer anymore. The gaming industry is run by the investor. And so they say a date because they want to make sure that the investors know that that shit's coming out before the holiday season so their stock price is going to go up, right? That's what they're that's what that's what they're worried about, right? There is no there is no sweat off my balls if a game is supposed to come out in the fall and it doesn't make it it doesn't make right. it till the winter or maybe the new year. You want to know why? Because they didn't say a fucking date. 
they just said the game's coming out soon. So that makes me wonder, oh, yeah, all right, so I got to keep my eye out for this game. And let's not pretend that it's because it's a marketing issue, okay? It, let, let's let's use Cyberpunk as the as the example in this. Well, that's not right? because we're, Cyber, we're, we'll, no, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. You can, no, you can go right into Cyberpunk. That's fine. If Cyberpunk is delayed again, which it is, okay, and it's pushed back, once again, no sweat off my balls. When your guys, let me know. When the game is done, let me know. Some of you are going to say, well, they don't want to miss out on those sales for the holidays. And my answer is, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. If a game is done and ready to go and it goes on a shelf, it never has to go on sale. Right. If it's a good game, if it's a good game, guys, it never goes on sale. Hey, guys, how many times was GTA 5 on sale? Huh? How many times was GTA 5 on sale? Uh, I can count maybe one time. Okay, maybe once a year during Black Friday where they take like $5 or $10 off. That game has been $60 the entire time it's been in existence. Okay, so don't say to me it's a marketing issue that they're afraid they're not going to make their money. If the game is good, you are going to make your money regardless. I'm tired of hearing about death threats to developers, unconfirmed rumors about when a game comes out. When the game is fucking done, it's fucking done i don't care about crunch i don't care about the rest of this stuff you guys have no idea how much blood sweat and tears have gone into your games before you guys started caring about fucking crunch okay you guys wouldn't see half the shit you saw in your timeline if you ever knew how game systems work how, how the whole industry works so let's not put that into the actual conversation i think it sucks sure but is it going to change your mind that you care so much that you're not going to buy the game no, let, it is not. Let me bring it back. It let me let me bring it back. Look, chat's saying, look, I, I'm not going to buy the game unless they give us information. Giving information and telling you the storyline of people that were vanished and then coming back out of nowhere, I would rather them not tell me Darth Vader was Luke's father in the trailer and rather watch the movie to see it, okay? That's what I'm saying. They could be very generic of showing you what they is, but it's very, it's, it's, it's orientated in that way because they know the people that have been playing for six years. They're like, oh, they're losing interest. So let's bring back the stranger and show them the stranger is coming back. they're afraid. They're afraid. Because they know you'll come back for that. They know right. that Aldrin's been gone for two years. Okay? It was at the end of the Red War. Or I'm sorry, the, the Forsaken. Okay? At, at the end of Forsaken, when the last time we saw Aldrin, we didn't see him in Shadowkeep. And now it's been two years since we saw him. And of course, they're going to show you him because they want you to come back because this is it. This is the moment that Destiny's been waiting for. Okay, this is what they're doing. So as a PvE player, I'm disappointed that they showed us Aldrin. And and for someone to say if they didn't show it to us, someone would have spoiled it to me on Twitter or whatever else. BS. BS. Okay. I can, I can avoid Twitter and other things. But when you tell me there's a vid doc and you show me straight up there's... The, the the two people I didn't really want to see in the in the thing it, it kind of just if you're showing me that then what's the oh shit moment uh, I'll give you a good oh shit, oh shit moment here's the oh shit moment right I'm a titan okay so when I play the initial mission of the game the oh shit moment the, the, the oh shit moment is when you go to start that mission when you're on the ice cap there and you meet the three of them they're sitting out they're sitting out there and they tell you part of the story for the for the actual progression of the campaign at that moment it should go into a mission where whatever whatever class you are 
their their two classes are with you as your as your wingman as you play through the mission. So I'm a Titan that eliminates the that eliminates the the, the, the Drifter, and so I get the Stranger, and I get Eris, and we go through the mission together. That's a wow moment. Right. That's how you wow somebody. Okay. What? They could be NPCs. Get everybody all crazy and talking about it. Like, and don't tell me you can't program an NPC to follow you around for a mission. And you can do. I don't want to hear about it. They probably. Right? That's I think a they, wow moment. I think they might do that. That's a wow this, moment. Run. That's a wow moment. Here, here's the thing. When Cade died, when they showed me ahead of time, and I played, I went. The whole time I was playing the game, going, "Is this where he dies? Is this where he dies? Is this where he dies?" Instead of, "Oh man, did they right. just did they just kill Cade?" Yeah. Oh, it ta- it takes it takes it, the wind it out of the sails. Sucks the air right out of the room okay and that's what i don't like about what bungie does now let's go into let's go into the actual there's a lot in that vid doc that they 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 show but nothing too like juicy juicy right there's a lot there if you're if you're diehard right so they they do tell you what comes part of it right so what you're getting and Beyond Light on November 10th. You get Beyond Light campaigns beginning. I can bring this back up on the screen. Let me bring this back up. You get the Stasis Unlocks, Titan Behemoth, Warlock uh, Shade Binder, and Hunter's uh, Revenant. You get Salvation's Grip Exotic Grenade Launcher Quest. Free to all players. You get New Destination Europa, New Cosmodrome Experience, uh, new, new Season Armor, New Exotic Weapon, New Strike added to Playlist. Yay. They took out seven of them and... They're giving you back one, Sarge. New Lost Sectors, uh, 100 plus seasonal ranks, uh, new archive, uh, artifacts, sorry, mod, new triumphs, shader and emblems, iron banner, and the dawning. Also on November 10th, you'll get the seasonal artifact and reward uh, track unlocks. Okay, you get the Empire Hunts Begin, which is probably like the the Baron-type missions where you're going to hunt those guys down. Uh, you get the Glassway Strike Opens. Okay, you get the Uncovered Europa Secrets, 10th through the through uh, January uh, 12th. On November 13th, you get Adept Weapons and added to the Trials. On November 17th, the Season Missions begin. You get the Wrathborn Hunts begin, which will probably be the public event type of type of situation where you're going to be chucking balls at some penis in the mingle that, that comes up, right? Um, November 21st, Raid opens up, Deepstone Crypt. December 8th, the first Iron Banner. Uh, December 15th through January 5th, you get the dawning. And then the last one, and more. And more. So that's what you get for uh for, for that. So let's let's go through progress changes. Okay. Do you have this uh up on your screen, Sarge? Because uh, maybe I'll read a section, then you can read the next section. All right. Well, there's a lot here, man. There's a lot. This could take up a good. Well, that's half what I'm saying. No, we're just we're yeah, just gonna yeah. we're just gonna read through it. I'll read the first section. Okay. You can read the right. the powerful rewards after that. Okay. So the start of any new Destiny expansion begins with the power climb as you as you experience the campaign and play through the story mission. After finishing that up and completely some additional quests and activities, you're you're usually around what we call a soft cap, and we need to start the earning powerful rewards and continue to increase the power so you can tackle some of the more asp- aspirational activities in the end game. After you reach the hard cap. Then there's an additional 10 power that you can earn through the earning of pinnacle rewards. And if you choose to hit the pinnacle cap, okay, if you choose to hit the pinnacle cap, here are the new power caps that you're uh, you're aiming for this next season. Soft cap is 1200, hard cap is 1250, and pinnacle cap is 1260. When you first log into the season, all your weapons and armor will be at 1050 power or higher. And if you have anything already over 1050, it will be unchanged. And anything under that will be brought up to 1050. All new players will start at 1050 as well. 
right? As if, as if you weren't playing at all, right? Even if, even if you weren't playing at all, everybody starts off and, on the and, same. And thing. this is and this is why I don't play the game. <laughs> but, but but that's but that's the reason they they said that a long time ago that they wanted it to be that anybody can pick it up at any time. That's what they said. I I'm okay with that part of it. But the, the, the part that makes me crazy is when you get to the hard cap or the pinnacle cap of the game where you as a player are grinding your ass off trying to reach hard cap, when it as as an intelligent human being, the best thing to do is just put the controller down and wait for the next season to come out and you'll be brought up to the next level. Yeah. It's like you you it doesn't make sense to me sometimes. Like why would you do that? Yep. So powerful reward changes. We've been uh, we heard a lot of feedback from players and more opportunities to earn powerful rewards from activities you can enjoy most. We have changed come. Uh, we have a change coming in where it allows you to have chances to earn powerful rewards from strikes, gambit, crucible, and from seasonal drops all the way up until the hard cap. It will still be much quicker to continue to complete the, all the powerful rewards uh, sources each week. But if you just want to play strikes or crucible matches all day. Every day, you can continue to earn powerful rewards. Now, sure, I just want—I just want to let you know. I actually said this two years ago. I said, "Why can't I do every three strikes? I get a powerful piece. Every three strikes. If I have to do three strikes to get one powerful piece, why can't I do three strikes again to get a powerful piece? Right? Why are you telling me how to play the game? Why do I have to go play Crucible? Why do I have to go play Gambit? So this right here, fantastic. Thanks for listening. For everyone that talks shit about me that I don't know what I'm talking about, there you go. Okay. Thanks, Bungie. Thanks for putting my idea in there. Okay. Well, let's let, let's be honest. The reason why they talk let's talk from a developer standpoint. The reason why they make you go to those sections of the game is to keep population levels adjusted. That's the reason. Oh yeah. They're, they're yeah. afraid that they're afraid that there might be too many people that if you know you can get everything you need from PVE and you don't know you don't need to go to PVP that the population levels will be so low that certain game modes won't be available and you'll be waiting too long. Right. Like, well, which that's is why which, they keep bouncing you around. Which is the I get it. problems that are happening in a lot of games like Marvel Avengers right now with when you Sure. Uh okay, so it says we hope we continue to increase the power during the period when you're still close to soft cap and it may be find uh, compelling to some more powerful sources like the ordeal very difficult. Tokens and collections. Destiny is at this best when you're shooting aliens and getting loot and becoming more powerful. That gameplay loop breaks down when the best way to increase your power level can be standing in the tower handing tokens into Lord Shacks. Yes, been talking about this for about four and a half years. Starting next season, gear received from collections and turning in tokens will have a lower power than the previous season gear. Earned through token purchases will be 20 power below your power level and collecting buybacks will be capped at 1050 power. That's another good that's another good fix, okay? Economy changes. Some currencies and items have changes coming uh, either at the end of the season or in the near future. Here's what we expect when the logins next season. Materials with no home. With several destinations going from the Destiny Content Vault, or the Disney Vault as I like to call it, many of you have been wondering what is going to happen to the currencies found in the areas uh, currently underneath the pyramids. They're the, going away! The simple answer is that there's no changes to these currencies in the season of the hunt, and you'll be able to continue to spend them at the vendors normally. Starting in Season 13, phase glass needles, alkaline dust, simulation seeds, sapphite will no longer be accepted by vendors. For those of you that will have uh, unspent stockpiles at the end of the season of the hunt, Spider will be kind enough to offer a small glimmer exchange to take off your hands. But you'll realize the best value is spending them before that point. So make sure you turn in your stockpiles before the end of next season. Before the end of next season. So what, you haven't told me about January? 
No, no, no. Well, well the season, the season that's a, the season that's about to start. When this season ends, the currency will be valueless. Is what they're saying. No, it says before the end of next season. The, that's the season coming up. That's next season. Right. That's the at the season end. Coming up. At the end at of the that end. season. At the end. Yeah, of, so the January. So right. Right. So like January. Okay. There, the other items will be removed from the inventory at the end of the season of arrivals. Some, like faction tokens, have not had a purpose in quite a while, and others, like experienced uh, ramen coupons, have never really had a purpose, but also held some sentimental values. We know that this might be hard to part with in those, but this time, uh, to let them go. All right, check out the full article there. Bounties. Back in late April, we shared some plans on how to tackle the problem with bounty fatigue. We've made, we've made some shifts in the seasonal bounties and reduced their importance of earning seasonal currency and seasonal progress. We're happy with these changes, but still want to continue to improve the bounty system overall. One of the plans we previewed was eventually replace weekly bounties with new mechan uh, mechanisms to provide players with a set of non-expiring and uh, account scope objectives each week that will grant lots of season rank progression. Uh, and was also st still working on the system and share more about it in a targeted season of season 13. Which means there's nothing new there. Correct. That, that whole, that whole there's, little paragraph right they're there. They're still looking at what, the, what to do. They don't know what to do yet. Yeah. I got it. Uh, season pass. The season pass, you've come across the known since Shadowkeep is largely staying at the same. There will be a new weapon at the armor and earned both at the free track and the own path. One big change of it is making adding bright dust to the season pass. As mentioned before, we wanted to change the way that you earn Bright Dust and move more towards the account-specific paths to give players with only one character significantly more Bright Dust than we've been earning over the last year. Here's a high-level uh, look at the changes coming in Season. So Season Pass Free Path will now offer 7,500 Bright Dust. Season Pass Own Path will own offer 3,000 Bright Dust, and Weekly Bounties will now arrive at 100 Bright Dust. That's, that's, that's 100 less. Right. They used to give you. They used to give you two hundred. Now they're only giving you a hundred. So with these, they're giving you. They're giving you. They're giving you a big bump in the back. It's, this is like getting a new car. I give you a big bump in the front, but I get you in the back end. Right. Right. So if you like, like for me, it doesn't matter to me. Like I don't care. Like I've got like thirty grand in bright dust. Right. Because I do the weeklies and I chill out. I don't buy everything under the sun. If right. I like it, I buy it. Right. But over the over the grinding period of time, if people buy a bunch of stuff, the ability out of season to gather bright dust is now lessened that's what that sentence is next uh with these changes the vast majority of players will be earning more bright dust than before one of our goals here is not to not have a system that pushes you to try to grind out every weekly bounty all three characters every single week whether you're a three character player or only a play a hunter bright dust will be more available when earning ranks on the season pass we'll also be we will also uh, be making changes to the timing of the season pass ranking purchases, which will be available starting in week five instead of week nine. Right. They want you to buy those. They want you to buy those earlier. Now we have more plans improving how you earn bright dust coming in season 13. We'll continue to monitor your feedback. We also been taking a lot of uh, let's change it up here in the design lead. Justin uh, Dotsy uh, does it uh, to let you about the changes the spiders making answer the questions. Okay. Spiders dealings. Spider's going through some changes in Beyond Light through the notorious savvy black market dealer. Our favorite four-armed friend will be largely the same for quite some time now, but in, uh, embedding the journey to Europa. Also, uh, has a finally given the reason to tune up the materials exchange and make two key changes. First, Spider will no longer be selling legendary shards. This exchange has been uh, was removed mainly because it was not seeing enough use particularly when compared with other exchange offers. After reviewing players' balance of and frequency, which you exchange 
Um, it's also an easy decision to free up the space for something much more interesting. In place of the legendary shards exchange, Spider is now selling enhanced prisms. These highly valued items come in at a cost of 400 legendary shards per prism. Four, 400 shards for a prism. Yeah. I think I, I think I would just rather run a nightfall or deal with a high level crew. <laughs> All right, you got, they're out of their minds. He's they're out of their minds, man. They're and, out of their minds. And he's stinging with it, uh, stinging uh, with them. As you can actually only purchase three a week. You can only purchase three a week. On top of that, because they know, because right, God, they know, God yeah, they know some people have like hundreds of thousands of, of legendary shards right yeah. now. Yeah, right. But we wanted to give those with higher balances a way to transmute, uh, transmute your legendary shards into something a little more valuable than planetary materials and upgrade modules. Second, we've taken another look at how the Enhancement Core Exchange works and have the same changes as the sending costs mechanism uh, has been removed. It's in the place that Spider will now sell five Enhancement Cores a day for a fixed price of 30 Legendary Shards each. While it does limit the number of cores you can acquire from him each day, we feel consist of the consistent price that clearly experience will less exchange accidentally spend larger quantities of Legendary Shards. So, more importantly, it's also cheaper. The old purchase model... You would pay 310 legendary shards for five enhancement cores. If we go 10, 20, 40, 80, and 160, which I thought was stupid. And yet, here's another thing that I said two, two years ago. I said, why is it just the same? And I can only buy a certain amount. Okay. So in the model, we only pay 30 shards each, which equates out to 150 legendary shards for five enhancement cores. So while it does limit your uh, acquisition rate, um, uh, Actually, it will save you 160 legendary shards every five cores. Okay. Got to go fast. This is another thing that I hated in Destiny. You know what? Why don't we just... Can we just summarize this part? You don't even need to read it. Yeah, go this. ahead. Go ahead. Right. We don't need to read this part. Everyone understands that the that the mod on a, on the Sparrow that makes it spawn faster is a fucking wasted spot. Everyone knows it. It's a bullshit spot. So they're telling you that you can pull it out of... You can pull out of collections... And it'll have other perks on there besides the speed up spawn, because now all bikes will have a speed up spawn, right? Because that really matters how fast the sparrow spawns. Well, they want you to go through the game Next. a little bit faster, right? That's Next. it. Next, right? Next, Eververse starting the hunt, Next. starting the season of the hunt. Bright engrams will now contain all Eververse content from season one to three seasons prior to the current season, excluding content from the special events like Festival of the Lost and the Dawning, etc. Here are some practical examples. Season 12 Bright uh, bright Engrams contain all content for Seasons 1 through 9. Season 13 Bright Engrams contain all content from Seasons 1 through 10. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm okay with this. But I think it's a little bullshit. Because I'm going back to Destiny 1. They wanted you to play content because you were legendary and what you did mattered. Okay. Now somebody that picks up something, that just picked up the game right now, can literally get something that you grinded for in Season 1, and they can just turn in an engram now and get the exact same thing that you got. And I believe I believe that also goes back on the on the actual vid docs from, from Seasons Past, where they said that they wanted the, they wanted the player to feel like, not exactly a FOMO, but I got this gear because I played that season. Right. And if you didn't play that season, you couldn't get that gear. Right. And now what they're saying is anybody can get anything anytime they want. Yeah. So nobody's special. Hear that, snowflakes? Hey. Nobody's right. special. No, all snowflakes are the same. Right? All snowflakes are the same. And that's basically I, I don't I don't need to read the rest of the stuff on the on the on the twelve. If you guys want to read a the lot of good, listen, there's a lot of good points. 
there's there's a lot of good points. The Cosmodrome should listen for anybody that's been playing Destiny for six years. The Cosmodrome should, should you should pay no attention to the Cosmodrome. The whole purpose of the Cosmodrome and the added character is the introduction of new players to this game. Yeah, that's all it is. That's all it is. So they couldn't put it in the game and then say, well, the new players get this, but the guys that have been playing for six years, they get to look at it too. Like that's that's what it is. You'll go down there for a mission. You'll wave hi. Right? What I know, some of you who played six years can remember that guy's name. Who was the guy that had this that that had uh, that came out of the wrecked ship area, the the wrecked oh. the, uh, the the wrecked uh, the, hive the, ship, the, the, uh, and he was he was he was unstoppable. The skyfall like, area. No matter whatever. how no matter how strong you were, you, uh, there'd be like eight people there rocketing him to death. He would never die. I can't remember that 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 hive guy's the name. Skyforge. Anyway, the, the area up in the upper left hand corner of the map. Yeah, in the Cosmodrome. Yeah. On the left-hand side, when you went through the building, you came out the other side. That little small section where the hive ship crashed. There was a guy that used to spawn there randomly. He was ridiculously hard to kill if you could kill him at all. I I guess originally he was the Vandal. They, they wanted to call him the Randall the Vandal, but it wasn't a Vandal. No, it's not Randall the Vandal. He was a hive guy. It was a hive guy. Anyway, point being is, don't worry about the Cosmodrome, guys. Don't worry about the Cosmodrome. It's not for you. Right. It's for the. It's for the like. Well, no, it is. Million, eight, it's not for you. They, they want you. They're it's pulling not. your heartstrings to get you back. It's nostalgia. It, I get that. Like somebody inevitably will erase one of their characters because they have three consoles with Destiny on it, so they're not going to be a big deal for them to erase one right. character right. and start the game over fresh just to see that that whole little string, which would be cool. But it's got nothing to do with you. Right. Right. We're interested in. The up and coming, the Europa, the storylines, what's going on? I want to see Stasis. I want. I, I'm interested. I'm not saying I'm uninterested. I'm interested. My only fear is something that's this grandiose on a new system with new AI code and new weapons and the new weapon code and new new uh, hardware capabilities that it's going to end up being a cluster in PvP. I'm worried about it. I'm well, worried about. Well, it. here's the thing. Let me let me put it very clear. I come from Destiny playing the six years, so I'm a little salty on it because of where I put my time in and what they're giving back to me, okay? Where if you're a new player coming in and you don't know anything about Destiny, you've never played it, maybe you stopped after Destiny 1, you haven't played it in the last three years, it's a great game for the value that you're going to pick up, especially if, if, if you get it on Game Pass or if you're just playing Absolutely. it for free or if you pay the, the full full price. It's a well done game and it will pull you in like a stripper does when you go to a strip club mm -hmm. okay destiny will make eye contact with you and you're like yeah sure let's go right and you're ready to go it is a great game when you start pulling the trigger and start shooting the guns you're like oh my god this feels so good it's so much fun okay and if you like the game, you can like the game, right? I don't hate you people that like the game for what you're getting out of it. But people hate me because I talk shit about your game. Because I'm talking shit about your ex-girlfriend stripper. Okay, people get mad at me. I've seen the wizard. I've seen the hooker behind the, the, the curtain. Okay, and I'm not impressed with it going forward. Okay, but if you're a new person coming in, it's a fantastic game. I recommend it for anybody that wants to play. Okay, it's it's a tremendous. It, it's a phenomenal think, game. Think, it's a phenomenal think, game. Think if you're a new kid, think it, let, let's let's rewind the clock a little bit. 
let's say you're a new kid and you get an Xbox Series X for Christmas, right? Your parents get you one. Let's say you're 13. Oh, and, okay? they give you, and they give you Destiny. Right? And you, No, they don't give you Destiny. Right, they don't give you Destiny. They just give you Game they Pass. Give you, they, they, give you, they give you Game Pass, yeah, right? They, give you game they go, pass. here's Xbox Series X, and here's Game Pass. And here's little Johnny going through the list, and he sees Destiny. He's like, I've heard of that. My yep. older brother used to point. My older brother told me about that. And look at the amount of shit little Johnny is going to have when he puts on Destiny 2 yeah. on his Game Pass. It's going to be insanity. Yeah. No, it's it's insanity. it's it's great. But that that's the thing I'm talking about, right? Like, I've waited. Here, here's another analogy. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, right? I would love if Disney made this uh, a park, right, of just all Star Wars or a park opened up with all Star Wars. Right, my son gets to go to Hollywood Studios and walk into Star Wars Land, and he kind of just looks at it and goes, "Oh, this is awesome." And I look at it and go, "This is not Star Wars, right? This is not my Star Wars." Yes, the Millennium Falcon's there, but this is not my Star Wars, right? He didn't have to wait any time. I had to wait forty right. years to walk into a place like that, and Where they didn't, and, and they Falcon. didn't, and they didn't do any justice. For the fan that's been a fan for all that time, but yet little, little, little 30 gets to walk in and it's, he's eating it up. That's what destiny is. Destiny, yes. destiny is the new theme park, Star Wars. Okay. Where you walk in and you're going to love it. But for old people that were fans of the game when it first came out, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not the same. It's not the same. Right. And you'll understand that. You'll understand that. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? What do you mean? <laughs> uh, listen, the only way the only way this works is if somebody else we wait another fifteen years and one of these guys in chat who is not old enough to know gets their childhood shit on constantly and we're gonna see how they respond. Yeah, they'll, they'll understand. Like that's that only then, only then at the end will you understand. <laughs> only then, only then. You haven't been to Star Wars Land. Look, it's it's great. Don't get me wrong, right? When you hit, when you see the Millennium Falcon, I a little, I love a little tear in my eye. You get, you get water. I had a little tear in my eye. Yeah, absolutely. You get water. You get a little water underneath I, your ducks, I wanted, right? I just wanted to touch it. I, I reached over like several times. I wanted to touch it. There's always some right. guy there screaming at you. Like, I just, can I just touch it? When, I just want to touch it. When, when you walk in to the Millennium Falcon and do the ride, you're like, this is, this is freaking amazing. But then you walk yeah. back outside and you're like, this is. This is not Star Wars. This is not our Star Wars, right? You you want to like it, right? But it's not for you. It's right, it's it's for the new ones. Here's here, here's what I want to do, Mike. This is this is how much I like just that part of it. I I, I erase everything else that happened to Star Wars. Oh yeah, we never talked about years. this. He he okay. went to the park about two months ago. Okay, so what I want to do is I want to go back on that ride, but I want to go back up dressed as Han Solo and Chewbacca. I'll be Chewbacca. They won't they won't let you, you go. You, they won't let you, you in the park be, if you you're be Chewbacca. Han Solo. All right. Well, you can wear the clothes that look kind of like Han yeah, Solo. You, you don't can... have to wear the exact. Well, I'm that, saying you can't walk right? in as a Wookiee. Is what I'm saying. Well, I, I I can have a backpack and I can have a massive Wookiee and I can put that thing on while I'm in there. I I know I can do that. You're not gonna check my backpack maybe, for a mask. I can get the mask. Maybe in what we can do is I'll be Luke, you be Han, and we dress as stormtroopers with no helmet, just the just the body armor. I don't even think they're gonna allow that. I just want to be in that cockpit <laughs> as Han Solo and Chewbacca. That's all I want. Right. That's the closest <laughs> to where we're gonna get. Pulling back those hyperspace bars, I was like, 
This is this is my yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, for, it was, for three for three and a half minutes. This is my face. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a good time. It's a good time. Just like Destiny, it's a good time, right? It's a good time. It is. But it is. All it right. is. Moving on. Okay, moving on. I want to talk about uh, Xbox. Xbox a little bit here. Now this is this is a little. It, it's not official, but it is happening. I'm telling you, it's happening. Okay. I talked about this, I don't know how many times, okay? And I, I don't want to be like tooting my own horn here, but I'm going to toot my own horn because I've, I've said these things, these things that are happening. Xbox chief hints at TV streaming sticks for xCloud. Now I said, I said way before xCloud was announced and then Game Pass was announced and I said, Microsoft is not playing the same game as PlayStation a year and a half to two years ago. And I said they could be putting it on television sets and all this other stuff. And so Microsoft head of gaming and Xbox Phil Spencer has hinted at the company is planning on TV streaming sticks for xCloud cloud gaming service. In an interview, uh, Spencer discussed the potential for adding tiers to the Xbox Game Pass, which could include a free bundle TV stick to play Xbox xCloud games. Quote, I think you're going to see a lower price hardware as part of our ecosystem. When you think about streaming sticks and other things that somebody might want or just go plug into their TV and go play xCloud, says Spencer. Quote, you could imagine us even having something like this. Just include the Game Pass subscription that gave you the ability to stream xCloud games to your television and buy in the controller, unquote. Spencer also teased the potential for, quote, Xbox Game Pass Platinum, unquote, with guaranteed access to new Xbox hardware. Microsoft has also been building up Xbox subscriptions and hardware together in something called Xbox All Access, which includes All Access, Xbox Game Pass, and the latest Xbox Series X, Series X, or Xbox Series X and Series X consoles. It, I think it's supposed to say S consoles. It's a bundle that Spencer, Spencer is obviously keen to experiment with in the future. An idea for Xbox Game Streaming TV Stick isn't a new one for Microsoft. The software giant was preparing a lightweight Xbox streaming device back in 2016, but it canceled the hardware, and Microsoft has been investig in investigating streaming sticks and hardware ever since the company originally demonstrated Halo 4 streaming from the cloud to Windows and Windows phones all the way back in 2013. Spencer's first public mention of Xbox streaming TV sticks implies the hardware could be ready soon, though Microsoft has so far only bundled xCloud gaming streaming sticks are streaming with its highest Xbox game ultimate pass tier of 15 per month. Boom. Okay. So that basically, so basically, they just circumvented Stadia and put Stadia into the fucking TVs. Basically, is what that is. Yeah. And I said that. I said that two years ago when I said Game Pass could potentially be in every television, on every device, on your PC. You don't even need to own an Xbox. You could just pay for the service, all right, and pay and play the games on there. Okay. So right. now think about this. Right now, that means every that means that means every house that has a TV has a possibility of having Xbox, right? Or X that's Cloud, what you're saying. which is Game Pass. Right. Yeah, right. absolutely. All right, that's huge. That's huge. That is game set match. Invest invest in Microsoft stocks now, people. Sell sell the stuff that you don't care about right now. And invest in some stocks for Microsoft, people. Okay, you can't tell me. I don't care how many exclusive deals that PlayStation pulls out of their wazoo to get Spider-Man and God of War 2 and whatever else they're going to pull out of their ass, right? You're capped at 
a hundred million people that are gonna buy your system. That's it. 122 million. Hell, you can even go up to 200 million, 300 million. Congratulations. You're now at one tenth of what what Microsoft is is reaching its potential of 3.5 billion devices. That's before television sets. That's just the cell phones and tablets that are out right now with all the with all the things. Now you well, have a television. Now you have a television hopefully set. Hopefully, it'll be one account. Hopefully, it'll be one account. It won't be per device. It'll be just one account. Hopefully, because otherwise, it gets kind of crazy. Right? It's insane. And if you're a PlayStation fanboy, start crying now, okay? Because last week or two weeks ago, I said Phil Spencer probably wouldn't make it where it's. And then last week, I changed my mind. I said I could see maybe them doing it, but I'm still going to give Phil Spencer the pass of going. Well, he's not going to take the exclusives away. But Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6 and all the other first-party titles that they have from 23 first-party titles uh, game companies now. PlayStation, I'm sorry, you're not getting any of those, okay? And that's before they buy anybody else up, okay? And I'm just saying, because Game Pass will be so successful, and it's at 3.5 billion devices, you better believe there's other companies right now that are third-party companies that Sony's like, yeah, I'll pay you $20 million to join us. And they're like, well, if I put it on Game Pass, 3.5 billion people can potentially play my game. What are you offering? Oh, 200 million. Oh, uh, and, and you're gonna sell 3% of that. Okay, cool, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over here. All right, see you later, Sony, right? They're dead in the water, man. They're dead in the water. Yes, there's going to be companies that still put stuff on Sony PlayStation, and there's first-party titles that PlayStation's going to do. And PlayStation does have good games. But again, they're not even competing in the same market anymore. They're completely different, right? Amazon and Google, even though Google Stadia is a, is a, is a bust, really, okay? They're in better competition right now than Sony, selling nothing, right? Amazon's literally selling nothing except Lumia, which is a streaming service. And they're in better position right now than Sony because the potential buyers that are playing that can just get an Amazon Prime account. I just can't I just can't help but think the way it's the way it's marketed, though, it's it's almost marketed like buying that stupid Atari stick and plug it into my TV and I get to play those 10 games. Well, it's, it's like it's, it's like it's like it's like a a more ridiculous it's, version. It's Google Chrome. Of that, yeah, no, it's Google Chrome. That. Right, right. But it's Google Chrome is what it is. Right. It is Stadia. The stick is Stadia. You're right. That's what it is, but better, right. but better because Stadia, you have to buy the games and you have to buy the, the system. Okay. We're Google or I'm sorry, uh, Xbox X cloud. You're just, you're just paying 15 bucks and you got the same exact thing and they do it better. Again, Google just did it because they wanted to get in the market and people laugh at Google Stadia, but remember I, their next, would... their next attempt that it's going to be a lot better. I'll tell you what, though, I, I, I foresee Sony waking up out of a coma and joining one of those two groups, Amazon see, or Google. I see. Yeah. Amazon or Google. Sony will, will join one of them in order for them to compete like Microsoft join is, or Microsoft. sell. Well, however you want to say merge together games going for the games of service. Type of, yeah, I, I, they have to they have in order to survive. They would have to. Right, Nintendo will come up with their ridiculous, crazy Uncle Nintendo version. Nintendo doesn't. Nintendo doesn't need to compete with them because Nintendo no, already no. has the market of kids right. and 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 stuff. Uh, they're forever kids. Yeah, they're right. every, they get, always. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, they don't. They don't need to make a streaming stick. They don't need to do anything. Uncle Crazy Nintendo 
Okay. They they literally like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. You get the streaming service. We'll just keep making we, devices listen, and stuff. We, listen, everyone relax. We get kids from three <laughs> to 13. Right. Forever. Right. Forever. Just, forever. I, I get kids from three to 13 forever. Right. We're good. Uh, yeah. That market's constantly growing anyway. We're good. We're good. We're fine. Yeah, it's it's Nintendo's like we'll take right like you just said, ages thirteen to thirteen or three to thirteen and and, and beyond, right? They're fine. Now, now of course, after thirteen, you might still have a Nintendo system. Of course, no problem. But don't tell me for one fact that you're not into a PC or one of the other systems by that time you get to 14, 15. All that's right, just, right. That's just how it goes. No, but the best part about Nintendo is Nintendo is when you're a kid, and then it evolves into the into grown up and you're always sure. a Nintendo kid, right? I I love playing the Switch. I love playing the Switch, right? When I when I first saw it, I was like, ah, I don't know about that. I love it. And if they if they can implement better technology with the Switch, I mean, they have their market, right? And again, they made so much money back in the 80s. They made so much money back in the 80s. Nintendo doesn't need to compete with, they, they're like, hey, what, what ideas do you want to make? I don't know. I want to make a Nintendo with an eye patch. Great. Let's make it. Let's put it out there and see what if it sells, right? They don't care. They don't care. Nintendo's just going to be Nintendo. They don't care. But this, the, yeah. the streaming stick is amazing. I, I'm telling you, this is, this is the next thing. It's, it's, it's Microsoft's thing to fail like, as far as like, how can they ruin this, right? They're literally in everyone's house, everyone's pocket, everyone's thing. How are they going to ruin this now? There, there's going to be a way, and and Phil said in the interview he was on he was on Drop Frames. They asked him a question about, "Are you going to raise the price or whatever?" And Phil said, "No, we're confident where the price is, and we're going to make we'll enough packages. We'll make enough. We'll we'll, we'll make enough revenue from it over years down the road." He's like, "We're not even worried about the price. We're going to keep it where it is because think about it. Right now they have fifteen or twenty million subscribers a month. Okay, for Game Pass." At, we'll just say twelve fifty because it's fifteen or ten, right? We'll just say twelve fifty times twenty million a month. Okay, they're fine. They're fine. That's a couple of billions of dollars. Okay, for for the year. Okay, which they're not going to make if they were selling consoles all the time. Again, yeah, two hundred fifty two hundred fifty million a month. Right just from right just a month a month doing nothing yeah. except just ego. Right. Yeah. Times times it's, twelve. It's, it's, yeah, it's three billion. Three billion a year. Right. Three 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 billion a year, just just cause. Just that, right. Just because. Yeah. Just three because. Three billion a year, just because we didn't make anything yet. Right. We just give you the opportunity. We, opportunity to play our games. To play, to play some games. Yeah. Three billion. Yeah. And that number is going to exponentially it. go up as soon as stuff comes out. Right. So, let me get let me get the next uh, uh, Microsoft news here. Um, let's see. Do you think Microsoft buys Hello Games? I just threw that out there. I'm, I'm, I was just saw. Uh, do you think um, they buy uh, Hello Games and bring No Man's Sky well, into the Microsoft you're world? You're not trying. You're not trying to try to make me change my mind about what company they're going to buy. No, next, no, no, right? no, no, no. No, I'm just. I still think. I still think it's going to be Square Enix. So I'm just I saying. Do you think? Do you think they pick up No Man's Sky? That's all I'm saying. I think. Hello I Games. think that. Hello Hello Games falls right in line where they should be on Game Pass. They're well, they are on Game Pass. They are on Game Pass. What, what, what I'm saying is because of that. Oh, because of that. Well, there's because of that. They fit under under the under the number under 100 people. They have 24 people that work for Hello Games. They make good games. They make a good independent company, right? I think their games fit on the Game Pass model. 
Okay. I think Hello Games can get picked up by uh by by Microsoft, but that's just me. All right, so here's the next story. Jason Schreier, good old Jason, right? He does some good reporting. I, I didn't I disagree with him on the on the uh, the cyberpunk stuff when he was talking about why they're doing crunch time and didn't bring up the COVID one time, but Bloomberg scoop, Halo Infinite director and longtime 343 executive Chris Lee has left the project. This is the second Halo Infinite director to depart in two years and another sign that the game's turbulent development cycle. Okay. What do we what do we think about this, Sarge? What do we what do we think about Microsoft? Oh, well, let's, well, let's well let's see. Let, let's let's go through this. Uh it's a 20-year-old franchise. Everyone knows on the planet what it's supposed to be, but apparently guys who are making six figures and have been in the video game industry industry for God knows how long don't know what Halo's supposed to be. If two game directors are leaving the project, okay, that means to me there is a serious, serious conflict inside the studio, right? Let's, let's, let's just go through the, the basics. What they showed for gameplay I don't care. I don't care how old it was. I don't care if it was an alpha stage build, a beta stage build, an alpha beta stage build. I don't care what they say that is. The fact that they released that gameplay and thought that nobody was going to say a word is a serious lack of knowledge of what is going on. There's just no way, right? Right. By the way, game 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 directors get paid like six figures, people. If you don't want to make six figures because there's that much drama going on inside the studio, there's something seriously wrong with that game. Okay, it, I don't, whatever they were told, they had to get it. They had to get out on, on a specific timetable that it had to come out for the new gender, and you know that's what it was. You knew that they were given a timetable, and they said you have got to come out with this the game for the system release. We want to have a game that goes with it. We just want to have one. Right. So you guys have to get on it. And whatever they were doing, whatever engine change happened, or whatever they were trying to fit inside the new the new box that they had, wasn't working, man. It just wasn't working. It's a complete lack of cohesion and vision. I don't understand how hard can it be to make another Halo game. Like a good one. Right. Like, like what what part of the formula don't you get? The fucking IP is 20 years old. Next March, it will be an official 20 years old. Halo is almost old enough to drink. And you guys can't figure out how to make a Halo game? I don't get it, man. Right. I don't get it. It's a listen, it's a good thing that when it does come out, it is on Game Pass. Because I wouldn't give it ten dollars. Never mind sixty dollars. Yeah. I just wouldn't. <clears throat> yeah, here, here's I, I want to kind of like bring this into the cyberpunk talk, right? Uh, real quick before I go to that, that uh, yeah. So I was talking about No Man's Sky if they would pick them up. I know they're on Game Pass, and I was I I was saying it because they fit the mole and they're and they're being very successful because of uh, the updates that No Man's Sky is doing. I was thinking maybe Microsoft would just buy them and just bring them underneath the thing and and then give Halo Games the money they need to continue doing what they're doing it, it would fit that model is what i was what i was saying but there but speaking but speaking of hello games they came out with another release this new this new update for the new for the new game right yeah for the game right yeah okay so well it's a, it's, it's an upgrade it's an upgrade right. to to for the new systems yeah all right so is anybody else on board with me when i say this that poor sean sean murray okay was put in a position where the corporation told him he had a specific time he had to get that game out 
he knew the vision of his game and he knew he couldn't make that he could not make that deadline so he did everything he could to play as neutral as possible so his baby would not die in the hospital right. when it was born right okay he did everything he could to make sure that his baby would not die in the hospital now the baby's on life support the corporation got their way because the game got released it got shit on up and down but sean murray got paid he got paid more money than he thought he was going to make because the game was a travesty upon release yeah now did sean take his money and run put it in his pocket and run away no no he hired more people and he went back and he made sure that that baby got out of that hospital and everybody wanted it. Yeah. He, Somebody they, wanted they it. They hired right? 10, 10 more people. They had 14 right. people or, or 12 people. Uh, that shows that shows he was under a tremendous amount of pressure. And instead, he swallowed his pride and he went back, took the money and went back and made the game better for a couple reasons probably number one reason he wants goodwill yeah because he's an ind he's an independent creator yeah that's number one <laughs> number two he wanted to show pride and passion for what he created instead of turning it into a piggy bank and running for the hills yeah right so whatever they come out with i'm sure he releases it for free or whatever he wants to do. He's trying to make amends because he knew he released that game in a travesty. Well, and he felt he felt guilty. Well, this is this is I, I want to talk about Halo. I want to talk about No Man's Sky and I want to talk about Cyberpunk. They're all kind of like mold together for this this next topic. Right. So Halo's having problems and people are like, uh, don't touch that one. And they're, they're trying to get away from Halo. Right. Cyberpunk has four delays. Like, think about this for a second. Halo is delayed one time. And everyone's like, whoop, whoop, abandoned ship, abandoned ship, 343 is going down. Cyberpunk is delayed four times. And they're like, it's all good. Take your time, right? Do you see the difference? Halo's been around for almost, like you said, 21 years. Yes. 20 years. 20 years. Bungie's the original creators. 343 took over. They haven't been the best. Goodwill goes a long way, right? Bungie made Halo awesome. 343 made it bad. And now what, something's wrong with Halo. People are like, nah, I'm okay. Cyberpunk made Witcher 3, phenomenal game. DLCs, huge DLCs that came in for a nice small price. Hasn't come out with a game since, since well, they came out with Gwent, okay, but which was a card game. But now they're coming out with Cyberpunk. They're on they're on goodwill, right? Bethesda had goodwill at one point, right? Bioware had goodwill at one point, okay? But Bethesda blew their goodwill. Bioware blew their goodwill. Okay, with Anthem and uh, slowly with Ant uh, with uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, Andromeda, right? And then with uh, Dragon Age and stuff like that. No Man's Sky didn't have a leg to stand on. Their hype up that Sony did to them what was making this game super big. And then when it came out, it bombed. There was no goodwill. They're like, oh, look at this piece of shit when it came out. And then like you just said with about Sean Murray, they came out with update after update after update after update. So for the last four years, they've been... They, their their whole house tumbled down and they had barely foundation left okay and they clawed their way out and built up goodwill because they kept giving out dlc after dlc this next upgrade that they're coming out free upgrade for playstation 5 xbox and P and pc you get fuller worlds let me show you let me show you this um this video hold on let me let me lower the volume there all right, this is, th look at, look at this. It's beautiful, 
right? You're not gonna be, you're not gonna be able to tell. Go go watch the trailer in 4K at 60 frames per second if you can, because it looks look look at the difference, right? They they move it over and you see all the lush greens and how the the plants look different and all the other stuff they put into the game now. Again, this is a free upgrade. This is a free upgrade for the new systems. They're building up goodwill. Okay, Halo right now doesn't have goodwill. People are leaving. High people in high positions got the job just a year and a half ago to take over that company to take over that, that and he's leaving. That's that's bad. Okay, that's bad. Meaning there's something more going on with three four three, and they need to fix internally. Halo's gonna be a they're, problem. They're banging heads. Yeah, they're banging heads. It's gonna be there's a there's, there, there's definitely an idea conflict of what they want the game to be. There's definitely an idea conflict. Right. I mean, look at this. Right. They're they're putting in where now you can do 32 player multiplayer in the game. Okay. Faster load times, faster things. It just looks more. It, it's about time. It's like it's almost like George Lucas when he made the original Star Wars. Another Star Wars analogy. Okay. The technology didn't catch up to what his vision was. And that's what Halo Games is basically doing. They had to release the game early, and what they wanted to do, they didn't have time to do, and now they can do what they want to do. And they just keep releasing. Look at this. Like a, it's like a massive base build slash city there, right? And I, I just think, at this point, I've said this in po past podcasts, that I think Hello Games could start charging for down for DLCs now. Now, obviously, if you've never played before, you can purchase the game for the first time, or you can play it on Game Pass. But it's it's ridiculous how much they've updated this game, and yet they still just give it to you on the on on the on the stuff, and it's just mind-boggling to me, right? Then you have Halo that has they've they're they're ruining their their goodwill. People are like Halo looks terrible, right? Delayed. We don't know what's happening, right? Bioware did the same thing with Anthem. And now here we have Cyberpunk 2077, okay? And I know I'm not making this a big deal. I'm going to tell you how I feel about this and where I'm coming from with Cyberpunk. No matter what happens, though, it's going to be a successful game and, and, and go on, right? It says Cyberpunk. Let me bring this up. Cyberpunk. Hello, everyone. Today, we decided to move the release date of Cyberpunk 2077 by 21 days. The new release date is December 10th. Most likely, there are some many emotionals and questions in your head. So first and foremost, please accept our humble apologies. The biggest challenges for us right now are, are, are shipping the game on current gen and next gen. The PC at the same time, which requires us to prepare t uh, and test nine versions of it. Xbox One, Xbox One X, compatibility, and Xbox Series S slash X, and PlayStation 4 slash Pro, compatibility with PlayStation 5, PC, and Stadia. While working from home, since Cyberpunk 2077 evolved towards almost a beginning at next-gen titles somewhere along the way, like, this was a shocker. I said it when they first announced it. I said, this game should never be released on this-gen console, and I'll get that in a second. All right. Uh, needs to make sure that everything works as well. Every version runs smoothly. We're aware it might seem unrealistic when someone says 21 days to, can make a difference in such a massive, complex game, but they really do. Some of you might also be wondering what this wor uh, words mean in light of us uh, saying to achieve a gold master some time ago, passing certification or gold, uh, golden gold, which means the game is ready. Can can be and and can be completed. Now it's also content in this, but we doesn't mean that we have stopped working on raising the quality bar. Our um, curated of this uh, time, 
Okay, we're mainly improvements of being made with it when they distribute a uh, via day patch, day zero patch. This is why the time period is uncalculated. We feel that this is an amazing game in our hands and we're willing to make every decision that even the hardest ones to ultimately lead to you to get the video game uh, you fall in love with. Now, they've been waiting eight years. People have been waiting eight years. And I'm, and I'm saying, why can't you just wait eight years and four months, right? Like, supposedly, right, supposedly... This game was supposed to release in 2019. Okay? Bullshit. Well, that's what that was. Original date was 2019. Bullshit. There's an article that came out last November or December. I can't remember when. Okay. I did a GXG micro episode audio version. Okay. Back on January 23rd on our podcast. And I talked about, I forget the, 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 the writer's name, but he's a Polish writer. Who's like the Jason Schreier in Poland. Okay. He follows the cyberpunk and, and and wrote about it. And he did a podcast in early January and wrote the article in December saying that cyberpunk would delay the game, right? This is when they announced it in November that their release date was in April, okay? He wrote an article saying that the game would be delayed if they couldn't to get it running on the this current-gen consoles, meaning the Xbox One X and Xbox One and One S, Okay, and the PlayStation 4. They said if they can't get it running, they'll delay the game. I did, an I did an article on it on the 23rd of January, and then they delayed the game, okay, from April to September. Meaning, meaning that it wasn't working on this current gen, okay? I said before they even said all that, I said, do not buy this game for current gen. It's not made for this gen, okay? It's a next-gen console. Look at it. Right. Let's we, we, we got to we got to look at this. Let me uh, let me bring it up let's, for those of you that don't that, that are not into like a lot of tech stuff. Like just pay attention to it. It's like there's no way what we saw can be running on new gen. Listen, if that's stuff that we saw running for cyberpunk can run on current gen systems, then I've got a lot of questions about Destiny, Division mm -hmm. and all the rest of those games. If that's going to be handled on there. There's okay. no way. Look at the graphics of this. This is going to melt your Xbox One, okay? It might run on the Xbox One X decently, okay? But this is not made for this current gen. Now, obviously, as a business, they have to get it out because- No, they don't. 90, they no, don't. no, no, I understand that, but this is where I'm going. 90% of the customer base is gonna be on the old gen consoles. PC doesn't matter. If you're on a PC, you're on a PC, right? Your graphic card will melt if you have a, a lower end one. But overall, this game is meant for the next gen. Now, what's contradicted to themselves saying that the article rumored that they're delaying the game from April to September because it doesn't run on the current gen consoles. And then I believe in July, if I'm not mistaken, they said that the next generation of this game is coming out early next year. Okay. Well, the thing they just put out said that they're delaying it 21 days so they can smooth out the stuff for the next gen well let me ask you a question if the next gen's not coming out till february or march then why would you have to delay it 21 days when the game should come out normal on the on the, the current gen consoles right and then now you're you're running it just the, the upgrade are you are you are you working on the upgraded version like the port over to the new systems but not the new game the upgraded version you see what i'm saying like this game will run like marvel avengers will run on the new system uh, faster load times and stuff but are they doing the ray tracing and stuff like that 
because that's not supposed to happen until February or March or early next year is what they said. And yet they're delaying it to fix it, to run it smoothly on the new systems. But at the same time, they said that the new system is not coming out until later next year. And they'll let you know about when more of that later. So this is what I'm confused about, right? They say that they're working on it to smooth out the new versions on the nine platforms they're they're doing. The upgrade is the next gen version. No, no, that's, that's what I'm saying though, Duplis. They're talking about releasing the next gen with nine consoles. So what I'm saying is they've said in a past article that they're not releasing the new version of the game on the new consoles until early next year. But this is saying they need 21 more days to get it out. Do you see what I'm saying? They need their 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 logic. Their, what they're what they're saying in their own in their own vid docs doesn't make any sense because if you were to if you're saying that you're delaying because it doesn't work on current gen systems, we get it. We'll, we'll let that slide. But you're saying that they're they're running they're, they're trying to fine tune it for next gen systems, which makes no sense because the next gen upgrade doesn't happen until February next year. Right, February or March of next year. So so what are they what are they delaying the game for? Our our theory is that this game cannot run well on current gen systems. Not my theory. This is an article that was written by a guy who said that CD Projekt Red would delay the game come January if it didn't run on this system. And that's why they delayed it from April to September. And then they delayed it from September to November. And now they're delaying it again from November to December. And they said they're working on it for the for to, to make it smooth on the new systems. I'll tell you what, though. After looking at this game and all these gameplay options, I would really like to see. I would really like to see that 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 was a that was a wordplay problem, and and the the the, the version that comes out is next gen, but the next gen version that they're talking about in February March is that you can play this in VR. Well, I think like, you could, I like, think you like, could play it like like to me. I think playing Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven in VR is would be the shit. I think playing this game in VR would be amazing. Here, here's, amazing. Here, here's my thing, though, right? They're on goodwill, okay? And you're going to see... You're, and I'm not talking shit about the game because I'm very interested in this game, okay? But my stance is I'm trying to educate people by just open up your mind a bit, okay? Because the hype for the game, okay, is blurring everyone's vision of if this was... EA Cyberpunk 2077 and it was delayed four times people would be freaking out right now if this was take two's Cyberpunk 2077 people would be freaking out right now okay if this was any other company that's destroyed your mentality of video games in the last decade people would be losing their shit but because it's Cyberpunk they're on goodwill. The goodwill is they've made a great game with Witcher 3, okay? If this was Ubisoft or anybody else and it was delayed, Square Enix, doesn't matter. Anybody else. YouTubers, Twitch streamers, all these people. News articles will be ripping this a new one going, I don't know, it's another delay. This is four delays on them, right? If they just came out last year in 2019 and said, 2021's the release date. Right? You'd be like, oh, great. The new systems are coming out in 2020. Right? When it comes out, they're still working and out the kings. Right. You would have said nothing. You'd you would have said okay absolutely nothing. They're the ones that put it out in April. They're the ones that moved it to September. They're the ones that moved it to November. And now they're moving it to December. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, and I know someone said it earlier, I don't think it's, it's going to get delayed again. I think it's just, they're just going to fucking push it to February and March. 
and just have it come out when the new system comes out, okay? Because you're going to buy it from where you want to buy it. People are going to buy new systems, they'll buy it. If you have an old system, you're going to buy it. If you're on a PC, you're going to buy it regardless, right? It's not going to hurt them in any way, shape, or form. And if anything, it just makes it more goodwill because they're like, yeah, see, they push it to the next system because they want it to work for all the systems, right? But that's, but that's part of the problem, I think, as well. I think that this whole thing about having to stay and do all these systems is causing the problem. If you just committed to it and say, this is a next-gen game, it's only on the next-gen systems, I'm sorry, eventually that's how it has to be. There's going to be a game that says, hey, this game belongs on the new-gen system. If you don't have a new-gen system, it doesn't work. Like, right. I know that hurts somebody. I know I'm hurting somebody internally right now. But like that's how it worked. That was the reason why we bought a new system, people. We bought a new system because the new games came out and they were fucking amazing. And you had to get the new system for it to work. I here's where I'm I'm mind boggled by it, right? Because in their in their statement, in their statement, uh, let me bring it back up. It's uh, there's too much hardware, bro. Nine systems are trying to config. They're trying to optimize this oh, no, thing I, for nine systems. Yeah, no, I it's, get it. It's I, ridiculous. I understand that. But what I'm saying is they they talk about it right here in oh, where the fuck is the, the article I just had? They they talk about it here in in the article. It says uh, the biggest challenge for us is shipping the game on current gen, next gen PC in the same time. It, where, where, where's the one where it says uh, sometime evolved okay so since cyberpunk 27 evolved towards almost being a next-gen title somewhere along the way what do you mean somewhere along the way everyone knew everyone in the industry knew that you've had a dev kit for 18 months with the new systems right it all went out it said oh developers have the new kit 18 months and, and they've been they working on the game they, they saw they could do they saw what they could do right they knew they had the system 18 months ago They've been working on this game for like eight years, right? And remember, three to five years, good game. Five to eight years, great game. No matter what happens, they're it's going to be a great game. Regardless of the glitches and the bugs and everything. And what I mean by that is, Bethesda at one point had goodwill. And they came out with a game called Skyrim. Skyrim, where dragons flew backwards in the air. And NPCs were like going through walls. And people didn't give a shit because... When they played the game, they're like, this is so amazing. It looks so good, okay? The pros outweighed the cons. Now, yep. there's less glitches in games that came after that, and yet they got more shit than Skyrim because it wasn't... The, the, the goodwill's wearing Ooh. off, right? Cyberpunk right now is on goodwill, and I, I there's going to be YouTubers... That no matter what happens, they would give you shit if it was EA or Take-Two or anybody else. But because there's YouTubers that are in the game, they did voice acting for it, right? And there's multiple. There's streamers and stuff. No matter what happens, they're going to talk good about it. They've been paid, not physical money, but they've been paid by, hey, you want to be in our game? And they're going to be like, yeah, I love it. If I was in a video game, I'd be like, fuck yeah, that's great, right? And I, and I wouldn't be able to talk bad about it because I want people to play the game that I'm in so you can see me, right? You see what I'm saying? I'm just saying, if you're going to get I'm, this game, I'm, do not get it for this current gen. Get a new graphics card, get it for your PC, or buy a new console and put it on that. Do not get it for the old systems. They had problems in the beginning. That's why it got delayed twice. Okay? And now they delayed it again. 
to smooth it out for the new systems because I don't think you want to play this game for the first time on an inferior product, right? I don't. I don't. Right. I don't. Listen, I, I just, I, I, am a, I am a staunt believer here that when the game is done, it's done. Okay? You do not have to give me a date. Right. Okay? All you have to say is this is the game that's coming out. Get excited. You can pick a, you right. can pick a season. You could say spring. All right? 20 or just say the year. Yeah, I would just say the year. Right? That gives you 12 months to, to delay it all you want. You just say the year. But please, for the love of God, stop it. Stop. Just shut up. When the game is done, it's done. Okay? I don't need to like I don't need to plan out my whole life around your release date. People people are on death straits and and send evil emails because they're they're, they're mad, right? Some dude sends an email out to I requested off for that date and now I'm all mad because I requested off work and I can't play the game when I have time off because well, I don't get enough time off. Well, like dude, it calm doesn't, down. It doesn't help that this this tweet here just 23 hours before they came out with this thing, it says, Cyberpunk game, hi. Before I booked my 19th off from work, can you have full confirmation the game is going to come out on that day? No take backsies, okay? Cyberpunk's media gets back and says, full confirmation, right? And then the next person goes, well, this didn't age very well, right? Because twenty less than 24 hours later, it came out that they're delaying it 21 days, okay? Which... It sucks. I get it. It sucks. But it's like, who's not talking to each other? Okay. Now, if you're not following the Cyberpunk 2077 site on Twitter, you're missing out because they comment and they they're, they're like a meme to themselves, which is which is fantastic. Which makes better will, makes good will. They're like, ah, see, they're making fun of themselves and stuff like that. It's 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 genius. Okay. Again, the game's gonna come out fine as far as in the eyes of everyone. It could have a major glitch, and people are like, whatever. But remember how much shit, though, they gave Bioware for the animation in, in, in Mass Effect Andromeda. For one facial animation in, in Andromeda, the game was shot down to, to death, okay? And this game will have many glitches. Believe you, all right? Or believe me, it will have many glitches. Just like Glitcher 3, this will be Cyber Glitch, okay? And yet people will give it nines and tens. It'll be a perfect game and it'll be it'll be perfect in everyone's mind. I'm just telling you, listen, do not get it for this gen console. Save your money up, buy it for PC, or get a new console. And if you can't, don't get it for this wait. gen. Just wait. 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 Right? <clears throat> Gotta talk to who into it? Into into what? Oh, a shiny new PC? Yeah, Gator, you and I need to get into a little chat room. I, I, listen, I have some money put away on the side for a PC. I just need someone to talk to about like what I should be getting. That's all. I, there's too much. There's too much techno babble of what what kinds of processors and things, and so my mind's clouded. I need to zero in a little bit. That's all. All right. So we talked about that. We talked about this. We've got what? Thirty minutes left? A little less than that? Oh, Jesus. All right. We got two big things left. Let's talk about Genshi Impact. Okay. Genshi Impact. I hang on. I know I don't need a 3090, Charlie. Relax. I can get the other one. I don't need a 3090. Easy. 3070. Easy. 3070 is a good one. Um, Genshi Impact. I, I I can't talk much about the game as far as in-depth endgame type stuff. I've seen people, but first-hand experience, I'm nowhere even close. Okay. I put 10 hours in. I played it on mobile, and I played it on my PC. Okay. When I'm playing it on PC, okay, I... Up and down is fine. 
up and down is fine. I know I can adjust my settings, and that's not what I'm talking about, okay? When I move my mouse up and down, it's fine. You can move around, right? But when I go left and right, you can tell it's a mobile game because you got to pick up the mouse, and you got to move it, and you got to move it, you got to move it, right? When I'm on the phone, I can just go and just, and just, and just move away, okay? Left to right is fine. That's one aspect that I was like, okay, it's, it's a mobile game. It is, it is decent on mobile. It's, it's phenomenal on mobile. Like, okay. So the game is beautiful. If you don't know what Genshin Impact is, it's a free to play game. It's a gotcha game. Okay. Where you buy the characters and there's like these, these energy things that you buy, like a mobile game does down the road. But what it does it trains your mind as you're playing the game 10, 12, 15, 20, 30 hours. And then you level up all these characters and then you get new characters that you can unlock or you can purchase with the with the currency in the game. And what happens is that now you're you're buying these things instead of free to play, right? And again, there's free to game there's free to play games out there that are that are not as vast as this. This is like Breath of the Wild. Okay, this is Breath of the Wild, but with hot chicks as as your characters. Okay, that's basically what it is. All right, the animations are phenomenal. The fighting mechanics are phenomenal. It's an open world. There's lots to do. There's little dungeons, little things, tons of stuff. Let me tell you, you want inventory space? You got like something like thirty five thousand inventory slots. Okay. Meanwhile, Marvel Avengers, I'm I'm, I'm clocking out at three hundred. Destiny, I'm clocking out at five hundred. They do stuff in this game that you're like, this is amazing. It's it's absolutely beautiful. Let me see if I can bring up some footage of it. Um, so what do you think, Sarge? I know you don't play. I know you don't play. I know you've seen it. But a lot of people, a lot of people are, um, here's this gameplay. Yeah, okay. This is from IGN. Okay, I'm not going to put any sound on it, but this is IGN's uh, footage of it. So, I mean, just look look at the look at the vibrant colors. Okay, the game visually is stunning. Okay, the animations, the characters, everything about it it's 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 right up in that alley. It, like I said, it's it's Breath of the Wild. But when I'm ten hours in, and again, I I played a lot of games. I play a lot of mobile games. I try a lot of mobile games, I should say. And I try. Don't get Sarge, stop looking at it. Don't look at it, Sarge. You're, you're going to get addicted to it. Don't do it. I'll save you. I'll save you. Okay. So, so basically, it's, it's, it, it, it sucks you in, and then you have to buy these. Uh, what is it called? Is it resin? Is that what, it, what, what the end game thing is? I love it. I, I played on PS4 and PC. I have two free-to-play and, uh, and a pay-to-win account on PC. Right? So, I just think it's bad for the business for video games. I have nothing personal against the game, but I've I've seen in my 10 hour time, I'm like, nope, I'm good, right? And what it's doing, it's blurring the lines between, remember, everyone's like, mobile gaming is not gaming. This, is now. this has completely blurred that line because this is a mobile game ported to PC and mobile and, and PlayStation. It's a mobile game straight up, okay? And, and, it, and it's business model and, and everything about it. What do you think about the game overall for the business? All right. I personally don't like it because if you're going to make a game like this, let me pay 60 bucks 
for it and let me just play the game. But this free-to-play model, there's someone that was out there. I won't name the channel, okay? He spent $7,200 on a game. Think, think about that for a second. $7,200 on a free-to-play game. So, go, Sarge. What do you think? Well... I'm speaking from the old man's perspective, so I know a lot of people aren't going to agree with what I have to say. That's fine. But one day you too will be old and we'll see how you think about things like this. I never think a video game should be in the category where it's predatory. And what I mean by that is a video game essentially is for children. It's for children. Okay. The game doesn't say 17 and above. The game doesn't say 21 and over. Right. The video game is a video game. And in the, in the entire time I've been alive, a video game is for a child. And everyone in this room, chat room included, okay, would be called an immature ch man-child for, for, for you to be playing video games at this point in your life, okay? Games, video games are for children. Yes. Now, if that's the case, okay, and this is the business model, it's disgusting, okay? It's disgusting. The only reason why a game ever is free to play is because they know how much money they can make in the back end for microtransactions. Right. That's the only reason why a game is free to play. It's not because it's not because they are uh, out of the goodness of the will said, you know what? Let's make it free to play and see how much money we can make. Oh no, they know exactly. Oh yeah, they made how much they made they, they made a hundred million dollars in two weeks, a hundred million dollars yeah. in two weeks, and they have well well over that now uh, after right. it's been. And, and again, I'm not against them making money. Right, I'm not against them making money, but there's games it's that are full-fledged games. It's, it's predatory. Right. Well, there's full-fledged games. against children. There's there's full-fledged games that are pay sixty dollars that are incomplete. This game's a free-to-play game. And it's a complete game, but it's free-to-play, and yet you can spend way more than sixty dollars. Right. And I know someone's gonna come in and go, "Well, if I'm enjoying the game, what's it to you?" Right. If you if you believe. If you believe that spending eight hundred or nine hundred dollars for a piece of entertainment that would normally cost sixty dollars is in your wheelhouse somewhere, then all I have to say is I'll give you the eight hundred number for the consumer hotline. You need you you have you have a problem. Like you believe you're you're a bad consumer, right? Now, if you think that it's worth it after seven thousand dollars or after a thousand dollars, then you may have a problem. You might have a serious addiction, right? But there's no way a video game, a piece of entertainment should make you feel that way to give over that much money just to play it. I'm sorry, right? It's predatory. Well, it's predatory on the nth level. And the, 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 the main issue I have with it is that it is, it is blurring the line. It's blurring the line so bad that everyone's like, well, that's just the way it is now. Right. And I feel bad for you when you say that. If if this is the step towards normalcy for what a, a gotcha game is in the normal gaming world, then I'm worried. I'm worried. Because if this one succeeds, which it is, oh, it, you know the other the other ones are coming down the pipe. It's succeeded. It the brain in chat yeah. says it's 245 million in its first month. Right? Right. The other ones are coming down the pike. Right. It's 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 look. If you like the game, you like the game. I'm only here to to uh, educate people on what type of game it is and what it is. I, I gave it a try. I thought it was very good. Am I going to go back? No. And I know everyone's not as 
strong will as me and if you want to spend hundreds of dollars on a game cool but just think about this right destiny's been out for six years you paid 80 bucks average a year with with the dlc and the and the regular game for six years and someone spent seven thousand two hundred dollars on a free to play game where if you paid for six years even if it was a dollar an hour you'd have paid seven thousand hours of this which I only have 3,000 hours in Destiny over six years. So you get to play this game for a pretty long fucking time before you get your money's worth as far as spending that much money. $7,000, you could buy a fucking car, okay? You could buy a, a badass personal computer for $7,200, okay? Two of them, right? You could, you could buy a strip club in Honduras Okay, for seven thousand two hundred dollars, I don't know if that's true. Someone fact checked me there, but it, it, it's just pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty crazy. Now, the last thing I want to talk about from a from a game that's free to play that you don't have to spend any money and you're spending hundreds of dollars to thousands of dollars to a game you pay sixty dollars for, Anthem. Anthem is coming back out. It's back alive, Sarge. I don't know if you knew this. It's it's they 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 came out with a blog yesterday. It's not back, it's not back out. It's not back. out. Oh, it's back. Everyone's everyone's talking about it. Okay. So the number one problem with buy with with uh, BioWare's Anthem was Endgame. Endgame was the problem. People love the javelins. They love the thing. They love the exploring. They love all that stuff. They said there's no loot in this game. We need loot. So they listened. They listened, and what they redid was the entire skill tree of the javelins. Right. Right, they they did the entire skill tree over with the javelins, and they started putting stuff in this blog that they talked about originally that was going to come to the game before the game came out. They're redistributing the stuff that they already talked about back into the game by saying they're doing a progression tree, and you get to be uh, le skill levels to make your flight better and last longer. Uh oh, uh -oh. We, we're losing Sarge. Uh, I think we've lost Sarge. Chat, am I still am I still live, or did we lose? Uh, did we? Uh, he's paused. I'm gonna see if. Uh, let's see here. Still, still going live. Okay, hold on. Let me. Uh, let me fix Sarge. Let me take him off the screen. Uh, I'm gonna end the call. Call him back. And is he back? I don't have a uh, I don't have a picture on you. Still alive? Are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right, your camera's off. Uh, uh didn't be. All right. Well, I got audio. You're still a little robotic. And well, let's do it this. We'll 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 fix this, guys. We'll fix this. Do I have no, I don't have that. One second, folks. We're almost done with the with, with the show anyway. Um let me see. We got uh do I have a picture of Sarge anywhere? We got 30 logo. 
Nope. Well, this sucks, huh? I can't I can't do anything without Sarge, so here we'll, we'll do this. Here, we'll we'll take two of these and uh we'll we'll put this over here. All right, there you go. We'll put that like that. Improvising on the on the on the fly here. There you go. There's there's me. There's there's Sarge. Okay, there we go. And then I'll call him back. I think he's rebooting his computer because so there we go. Still live. There we go. Professionalism here. So Anthem, Anthem comes out and it's it's doing a whole bunch of uh talks about creating builds, abilities to to our abilities are locked or unlocks, uh not drops, play with abilities you want, when you want, empower your abilities by equipping them with the mods. Builds are defined by synergies and specializations, abilities and equipment. Uh, inspiration improve the build synergies, but are no longer the primary factor. Okay, so they go across. Uh, you're a sloth now. Yeah, um, just get into Discord, Sarge. We don't. We don't need. Uh, we don't need video. It's fine. We don't. We don't need the video. Just. Just come back in uh, into Discord, <clears throat> and that's how we'll end the show that way. Uh, we're we're almost done anyway. We have about eight minutes left. Um, so, ba 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 live. You're good. Thirty. Okay. I appreciate uh, everyone uh, coming out. So Anthem, and I really wanted to hear what Sarge had to say about this, but apparently, because I talked about this earlier in my stream today, I just find it weird that that Anthem is is choosing the way that that they're going by like basically just reworking the entire game where it kind of says something about what the game was when they released it it wasn't in the what they expected from it at least no man's sky is still the same game but they added on to it this one they're rebuilding the whole structure of what the game is the leveling up with the skill trees uh with the all new loot system they're basically making anthem 2 within anthem 1 and i feel that if they if they're making this and I, I said this earlier if they're making a, a play where it's on ea play right and they i think that's the play and an ea play just signed with xbox game pass right so when play comes out for xbox game pass i think in what december december 10th or whatever it is that when if and when they're ready with this with anthem they could just release it into that world and they automatically have 15 million subscribers, 20 million subscribers on, on Game Pass, plus 3.5 billion devices that it, it can be played on. So I think this is why Bioware uh, is, is really pushing for this type of game because in the end, Anthem was a beautiful game. It was a fun game, but there was an addictive uh, endorphin rush. In Let's see, do we have him? Hey, there he is. What, what is going on? All right, hold up. I don't know what's going on. Go into um, go into uh, Discord. <clears throat> yeah, so they're they're going into the the whole thing. All right, let me see. <clears throat> 
he can't hear me yet. There you go. All right. Um, I got to find where your camera is. Boom. All right. So, all right. So I was, I was talking about Anthem is basically repositioning their whole, their whole game. Okay. Where they, instead of just adding to it, I, I was just bringing it up. I don't know if you heard it from the, from the stream, but I, I said that no man's sky, at least is the structure is there and they added on to it. Like it's the same game that was broke when it came out where this game, it feels like they're just tearing out all of it and redoing it from the ground up. And I feel like, is that the way to go about it? Cause it, it feels like an Anthem two, not just Anthem, right? They're, they're making 2.0, right? They're reworking the whole skill tree. They're reworking the whole loot system. They're reworking the whole way you, you level up your, your flight and how you do stuff in the game where it feels like all this should have been done before the launch of it in 2019 back in February. And now they're redoing it and they're trying to get the goodwill. But I was talking about play EA play is now on game pass. And I feel like this is why Bioware is like, it's still viable because they knew what was coming down the pipeline with Xbox doing what they're doing and how EA was going to team up with, with them to get it on game pass. And now it doesn't matter if you buy it or not, it's going to be right on game pass or on EA play or whatever. And there's the microtransactions involved in this game. So what do you, what do you think overall with this, what they're doing with the game, with the, with the skill tree and, uh, and just revolving, uh, reinventing themselves. Well, once again, no company invests in a game that was dead unless they know the long-term viability of the product is going to is going to is going to substantiate their costs. They just wouldn't, right? They know that if they do this game over again and they put a good loop in there, people will play long enough to where they'll buy the stuff in the, into the microtransaction shop and they'll make money. That's the only reason why they're doing it. Right. Now, the fact that they're changing the entire leveling system has got nothing to do with Endgame. Right. And talk about Endgame. So basically what you're telling me is you want the entire loop cycle to be long. Right. Right. So if we make the leveling long, then we don't have to worry about Endgame for a while. It'll take you a long time to go down the skill trees. So that's what they're that's what they're banking on. They're banking on the leveling system going up. So what does that mean for people that have the game and and yeah. have all their guys leveled up all the way. What does that mean? Right. Do I have to re-level all my characters? Right. Right. Will I have to leave re-level all the characters I have? Or am I going to be at max level because I played the game long enough and I could just pick the skills I want? Right. And and for that, and for that fact, if you're spending this much time redoing the whole leveling process, are you Wait, say that again because you broke up. Say the last part. I said that if you're if you're redoing the entire leveling portion of the right. game and not just the end game, I said, are you charging me for another game? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they're going to charge. I don't think they said they're not charging for the people that already own it. Right. But they are charging for people that are going to buy it new. Right. And I mean, I guess you could buy it for five bucks in the bargain bin right now if you really wanted to. But I really it's think they're pushing strange situation. I think they're really pushing for the for the for the game pass thing or the play the EA play thing. I don't know. I just find it weird. Like if, if they put the skill tree in, do I have to level up all my, all my characters are leveled up? Do I have to go through all that again to get back to end game again? Cause I have right. 16 days worth of, of play time in there, right? That's hundreds of hours inside the game. 
See, I, I believe that even though the game bombed tremendously, I believe so many people bought that game as soon as it came out that they made their money back and then some. That's why they're doing what they're doing. I don't think I don't think a developer or a publisher would give Anthem more money to go back and redo it. I think this is a developing team going back and redoing it. I still think they're leaving money on the table, and that's why they're doing it. It doesn't make any sense to me because there's no difference right now between an alpha, a beta, open preview, preview program, early access, uh, crowdfunded, all of them are the same right now. Anthem is a full-fledged $60 game that came out that is not done, and now they're reworking it like it was Minecraft back in the day when it was in in beta for four years, or Fortnite for the last three years, or Star Citizen that's been in for seven years, or for whatever other game that comes out that's in, pre in, in a preview program. That's what Anthem is to me. Anthem is a preview program that was a alpha that we played and now they're working on it again as game testers. Let's just say it comes out and they change it. Everything's perfect. They still release it. Is there going to be same problems as there was last time? Like running? Remember, people forget that you couldn't even log into the game for the first two weeks. It was crashing. You were just stuck on the load screen. People were frantically pressing the button to just to get into the game because they're all like, we're all crackheads. Okay. And now they're doing it again. They're working on a game. That they only, we know they only worked on it for like 13 months, 15 months, whatever it was. And now they've had it for another 15 months, but they've reworked the whole system. So when is this coming out? Do you think it's coming out this upcoming year? Do you think it's coming out in 2022? And if it does come out early, when does it fix itself? Like No Man's Sky four years from now? Well, once again, it's part of the, it's part of one of the Game Pass situations, right? So it doesn't matter when it comes out. Right, they can just release it anytime. It's a preview program, right? Right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's done or not. All they're going to do is say whenever they get the pieces together that it's good enough to go go back and relevel everything. They're going to just throw it right, out. Right, because there. If, they don't got to give you a release date. They don't. They don't have to give you anything. Right, because if they're giving it for free, you already paid your money, and they'll just release it in the preview program or EA Play or or whatever. And if you play it, you play. It. And if you don't, you're going to buy it, and that's another subscription model, and you're going to buy a microtransaction. It's just an early access game, basically. That's what they're doing. It, it, it's in a very, it's in a very strange spot. I, I don't, I don't like the fact that the game even wants to come back. Right. That that shows you that shows you how. Basically, it shows you how greedy they are that they know how much money they can make from this game, if they just get the game loop correct. That's what it shows you. I, I would I would like to know if it's all new de de developers working on it because I can't imagine if you're the original developer like you've been working on the game for the the 13 15 months it bombed and then you're you're like hey guys we're working on it again to sell it again and they're just like I'm done with that like did they just hire a whole new crew of people to come in that actually had some passion because the old people are like think, I'm, like I senioritis I think that they had to hire a new person because look at look at the leveling design. It's completely different than what they did before. Yeah, it looks There's a lot like Destiny it's, now. It's not the same way before. That whole that whole screen. Yeah, it looks like Destiny. Destiny. Yeah, that whole screen screams Destiny. Yeah, like they they, they ripped it directly out of the. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you they probably hired some people that left Bungie to to come onto the the, the crew. I I don't know. Listen, man. Listen, if, if they cared, listen, if we're going to go back, we're going to talk like two human beings. If they actually cared about the game, like you really cared about the game, you would have fixed Andromeda. But Andromeda doesn't have a back back end where I can, I can charge microtransactions. Right. So there's no point in fixing it. Right. That's true. Oh, Bethesda, Bethesda never fixed any of their games. 
No. And they were glitchy as fuck. There were third-party people who took the time out to fix Bethesda's games. More passionate than they, they were. And they made the game better. Yeah. More passionate than they were. Yeah. Right, for That's free. For free. Right, They for free. Right. Yeah. Well, that is another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Episode 240 is in the can. I do appreciate you very much for coming out and watching. Um, I will not be streaming tonight. I'm I'm uh I just want to kind of just veg out tonight. I'm not, I'm going to watch some stuff. Um so there won't be a stream tonight. I will be on the Rageous Roundtable tomorrow talking about uh about Destiny at 10 a.m. on the SNTR Presents channel over on uh youtube.com/thirdinstillgaming. If you're watching right now and you haven't hit that like button, please help me hit that like button, hit that subscribe button if you're new in the channel as well. Uh, help me out. We're trying to get to a thousand uh, subscribers um, so we can get monetization on this channel. Uh, other than that, I do appreciate you for coming out. Make sure you follow Sarge at Sarge McCluskey on Twitter. Make sure you follow me at 30 and Still Gaming on Twitter. Uh, you can listen to the past broadcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor.fm. And if you missed any part of this program, you can listen to it right after, right here on YouTube.com slash 30 and Still Gaming. I appreciate you very much, and I'll see you guys on the next one. Take care, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.